Slide through Plutonic Squares into the Goddess Money Creation Podcast with your host, Jude Hotep, the Goddess Money Coach. This podcast is all about soul, mission, mindset, and money. Episode number 45, coming to ya. What's happening? I am Jude Hotep, the Goddess Money Coach. I have had a very ever so slight branding change. I want to let you know about it so it doesn't seem like a wonder of what is the what. And I just simply changed the Conscious Money Creation over to the Goddess Money Creation and as well as my own title into the Goddess Money Coach. It just is the right fit and is the change that was definitely imminent and there's other things that are imminent wait I think that's the same thing I don't know there's two words that sound really similar and it's funny if you get it if you get it just so but I did not (laughs) I hope you all are doing well how are you doing how are you doing I coach how to activate your goddess and wildcraft greater revenue. We work together to ignite clarity and strength and create more money by dissolving self-judgment and soul-suppressing inhibitions. This episode is called Symbols of Scarcity. They are everywhere. Do you see them? (laughs) Do you really do what you love to do? Do you really, yourself, in your home with things you love, not things that are functional what I was trying to say is like do you really have the things you love in in your house for example and not things that are functional or okay but things you really love when we have things around us that we don't love it subtly saps our energy it drains your life force to create if you don't like your wall color then why do you have it And if you have a list of reasons, then that's scarcity mindset running. And it's really great to just to do that mindset work on that right there. It's small things, but you can pull. It's it's kind of like dominoes. You you can knock one domino over and the rest fall. And so wherever you can get at it in your mindset work. And if you list, if you have that list of reasons, you know, do that work. Between you and what you love are the symbols of scarcity. Not throwing things out because at one time you didn't have money to buy all you needed, so you kept it just in case. No, I don't need plasticware I haven't used in three years. I don't need it, <laughs> obviously. So that's just an example from my own life. Having things around that you don't love or use, it takes up energetic space. Energetic means emotional space. It drains on your emotional awareness to create money. What do you want to do and what do you love? That is all you have to do. We often have symbols of scarcity in our mind about perfectionism and having to know exactly the right best thing before taking any action. When you're looking for the purpose of your life and looking for yourself, you miss your real life and your true self. Just do what you love. That is your purpose. It is so simple that you think, how can it be true? The mind doesn't necessarily register this because of how trite it seems. Just do what you love. 
the mind thinks of it as a visual. It blends into the background. It's like a non-sentence that you can do what you love. You can buy something, say a one-of-a-kind piece of furniture, and paint it the color you love. You don't have to keep it the original color that you don't like. Check everywhere in your life for symbols of scarcity. The objects that have lack stories of when you didn't have money or you were saving it because you might not. That's a projection into the future. That's so powerful to catch that. An example from my life is plastic totes. I have I have um, donated a bunch of plastic totes. And it's, you know, at one time in my life, you know, if you, if you buy it, a fair amount of them, you know, it can be several hundred dollars to buy plastic totes to move or pack things or put them all in a storage. And I just had this time in my life where I was moving around a lot. And so I had this storage with my belongings in it. And, you know, you don't want to put paper, you know, cardboard boxes in a storage because of mildew and just you're lucky if they sealed the floor right, you know, <laughs> to begin with. So, so, you know, to have plastic totes, it was like this it was this amazing thing when I could grab plastic totes or get them from a family member or buy a few, you know. And so I was realizing that this was the symbol in my life of scarcity and and I didn't need them. I hadn't been using them. When I do, if I need some in the future, I'll buy some new ones. I don't, they're just, they're not being used. And it's been a long enough period of time where I know I'm not going to have a use for them anytime soon. And so they're, they need to go. So I, I donated them. <laughs> and and I really saw it. It wasn't just a plastic tote. It was really a, a symbol of scarcity because there was such a story behind it. There was such a story around money, around lack. And to keep those would have been projecting that into the future. And so, you know, the story... For me, it didn't have a lot of roots. I just kind of noticed it. But when you're doing your mindset work around this stuff, you know, look to see how deep those roots go and really kind of tell the whole story about it, see what you need to do there in that work. You know, the the totes also kind of represented fear of not having what I needed when I needed it. And, you know, not, you know, it's also like that fear you can kind of look into your own life and see, you know, it's a, it's a lack of trust in your soul mission, a lack of trust in your own spirit and great spirit or goddess or universe, the great magnet, whatever you call it. The totes represented, you know, a lack of consciousness, not creating more possibilities in my life. Um, they represented not having, I mean, obviously we just, we go through processes and the times that we go through in our life that we need to, but we want to have the opportunity to live our best life in every moment and to 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 choose a version of ourselves that's that's the highest in each moment, right? And the totes really just represented not having. They represented a projection into the future, like I mentioned, and that's what you really want to look to. If you're keeping these symbols of scarcity around your life, you're projecting that into your future money and your future what you think you're going to have or not have in the future. It's a massive symbol of scarcity. And to project into your future that you will not have all you need, then you go about creating that unwittingly through your thoughts and feelings and behaviors because that is an unconscious intention that you set forth. So you are literally creating that as you go along with your day-to-day dealings and lives. That's just in the background happening for you through all your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors 
they will be through that lens. And it's very unconscious because until we kind of really recognize what's happening there, we're not making it conscious and bringing it forward and then responding to it in in the way that's, that, that feels good, right? And so it's really an intention. It's like an arrow of intention, however inadvertent, that we're shooting off into our future. Let's just say I recognize this symbol and make made quick effort of donating these don'ts. <laughs> if and when I need them, you know, I'll simply purchase them. You can, you know, rent boxes and all kinds of things when you move these days. There's so many neat things out there to not have to um, add so much to landfills and things. And so look into your life for all the things you think you have to keep the things you think you have to keep that you don't love, they're not functional, you don't use them, they're outdated, but like you just think you have to keep them. And believe me, I've had a, a, a mass death cycle in my life. You know, my dad died, my grandmother died. Um, you know, I've just had a lot of death in a very short amount of time too. And, and so I had a lot of belongings from them and, and I took a process with that. You know, I, I took the time to let that stuff sit in the storage until I processed the grief and let time just pass by and, and adjust to life without them and and what that meant and going through my own stages and processes. And then some of the items I had to bring out and put on shelves and like look at to kind of understand more and take the little subconscious things I needed from that and to put things in their place in, in my mind and my heart and my soul. And to, and then there was, you know, it just became time to now put it away or to, to discard it or donate it or certain things that were really important, um, or had just a beautiful significance or whatever than I, I, I kept, but I just didn't, I didn't keep so much. I really kept things that were really important, really was a connection that didn't have a negative emotion or memory. And I allowed myself the time to get rid of those things on my own time. But some sometimes we keep those things for years and years and years and years forever, and they're on a shelf, and they're just a symbol of death, symbol of, of sadness, symbol of, you know, it's like connect to your family members that have passed over right now. They're right there for you. And go through that process as it looks for you. But I really encourage to to look at those things if it's been years and years and years and to really say where is the grief not processed because that's what that is it's unprocessed grief it hasn't been allowed you haven't been allowed to fully grieve at the deepest levels and that's why we often don't move on from possessions and um, ways of being in our life even and so look into your life for all those things look for the things that you don't love that are symbols of scarcity or vestiges of the past, the past that you must ask whether you want to bring it along into the future. Other symbols of scarcity are how we stop ourselves from having the happier life because we want to be included in the group or we want to be fair. Whose opinion of fair is it? Why are you assuming you know that you know what is fair to someone else's perception? Do you really want to be part of a group where you can't be you? This is a mega symbol of scarcity. Scarcity that comes direct from the primitive brain programmed to avoid banishment at all costs for that would mean death to the primitive brain. That part of our brain that, you know, evolved and now we have the prefrontal cortex and the rational brain and we have to use that to talk back to the primitive brain and that just wants to keep us safe and wants to stay safe. And 
but we have to talk back to that part of ourselves. There's so much fear around doing what you love due to customary ways of living and the establishment conditioning. I hear so many people say, well, I don't burn bridges. Who said burn a bridge down? Nobody said burn a bridge. I'm, I'm saying where you are not loved and valued and where you just don't have that ultra uplifting and happy time with others, why be there? Why be in those relationships? Because you think you have to, it's better than nothing. It isn't empowering for any of the people involved to stay in outdated groups and circles and relationships. I mean, really question those symbols of scarcity. And I know it's not always the easiest thing to find tribe or to find those meaningful relationships and it takes effort and and sometimes it's just a matter of it being a, a you know more in divine timing and that can be tough but that's really a beautiful time to go inward. There's a process of conditioning to get to that level of strength to to there's there's a process of conditioning to get to a level of strength like when you're exercising or when I do handstands, you know, to do squats or push-ups or to jog, you have to condition up to that place to where it is effortless and it feels more like maintenance or training versus like a conditioning and endurance. So it takes that process, right? So to do our minds go through a process of conditioning from growing up and from going to school and being involved in varying institutions to believe a certain way. You have to not only decondition your mind, but deliberately condition your mind to believe in joy, to believe in what you love being the path, to believe in abundance being natural. It is actually conditioning for the mind, like exercising the body. So too, you do much endurance training on your mindset to believe in love and joy and abundance. Think about how you found out about life. Think about how you came to believe what you believe about life. It was through television and radio and news and family and and people you knew, school. Was it ever from someone teaching you to go within and, and teaching you to connect with spirit? Was it ever from your own exploration of that? Exploring your own happiness and heart? That will lead you to such effortless joy, effortless, joyful creation in your business, in your life. We have to deprogram our mind to think that life is supposed to be hard. That just is not true. That does not mean you are spared from life happening and things in the world and to you. The perceptions that you show up to those events in your life with is how you will live your joyful life or how you will live your challenged life. Instead of symbols of scarcity where you adapt and acclimate to hardship and things not going in your favor and to torture, I heard it put recently. I I literally heard someone say, I've just really, I've gotten used to torture. I torture myself, like being in the cold, for example. And, and I think there's a, there's something about, you know, I live in Wisconsin. There's something about the grit of, um, getting below twenties for a certain amount of weeks every winter. And, You can just tell when you walk out if it's above 20, and you can tell below 20. It's really dry here, too. It's a dry climate. Most people don't realize that's one of the driest places in the United States, the dew point. But um, it's kind of this grit that I've always loved about something about the winter where it's it's just, it's like, yeah, like this this isn't a big deal. This isn't, you know, like it's... It's like not it's not a hardship. It's just that 
it's like climbing Everest or something. There's, but to just sit out in the cold and just to not put blankets on and bundle up and, you know, I like, I love to walk in the winter, but I, I put layers on and I put a lot of clothes on and, and when it gets to be in the negatives, you know, I'm not, I'm just like, okay, not today. And, and, uh, and sometimes for like seven minutes, <laughs> but, but I just, life is not supposed to be hard and we humans are so adaptable that we will adapt and we'll acclimate to hardship as if it has to remain that way because something happened hard because you had a hardship once doesn't mean you have to remain in that mode of like just kind of getting stuck in that mode that has to remain that way when you go within you find that you were always there how well do you truly know yourself We all come into this life with our wounds, our past life and subconscious memories, our destiny and our mystery. Getting to know yourself is about attendance within rather than obedience without. Your purpose, your soul mission, it isn't a cosmic light bulb that suddenly goes off. It is everything you love and your self-acceptance. Having deep connection within creates a rootedness that becomes anchored in wholeness and integrity. And believe me, like most of us have cosmic light bulbs, but... Overall, it's, it's, it's what you love. It's, it's what your life is the cosmic light bulb. <laughs> Question these symbols in your life and decide if you want symbols of abundance and love in your life or symbols of scarcity and fear. Your light conveys a transmission that brings you into a meaningful pursuit of something that holds the sacred and significant. Searching for a purpose has to do with the outside world. Knowing your purpose has to do with defining it for yourself and deepening your self-knowing, your self-celebration. Being willing to inhabit your body and feel emotions is the most important part of the journey. Symbols of scarcity are avoiding your emotions. Really face them head on. Ask what belief is driving this feeling. What more is your soul communicating to you? Do you want to face and allow this emotion or stuff it down while it will resurface again or it will fester into disease? Symbols of scarcity are what you avoid because of a lack of inner resources to deal with it. If you face it and you do soul mindset work, if you call upon spirit, you will develop the inner resources you may have yet to develop. It is a journey, a process. Symbols of scarcity are hanging on to anything outdated. Staying attached to old ideas and attitudes and patterns of thought that keep you stuck in the familiar and not living your activated goddess. These symbols are not buying the clothes you really love or having a house full of things that are okay and they were always there. These symbols come in the form of habitual statements like I'm so sick and tired of, you know, fill in the blank or well then you surely will be sick and tired. Or, I can't afford it, that sentence. I encourage you to eradicate that sentence from your lexicon immediately. You choose not to purchase something at this time or ever. The price is the price. And if you're growing your income, you want to put yourself there. Don't let what things cost become a symbol of scarcity in your life. The price is the price. I have lived all over, but I have noticed that when I lived in Wisconsin and was in line at the store, people would talk about, the weather. And when I lived in Southern California, people would talk about the cost of living. <laughs> people have unquestionably, unquestion, 
I believe, adopted this as something worth discussing. Whether you're in Toronto or New York or San Francisco, it's not expensive. It costs what it costs, the end. The end. And you choose where you live and you choose what you earn. Don't let the process of building your revenue higher and what you currently earn become a symbol of what you will always earn. You are in process and own the revenue goals you have. Be there now. Live that way. It's not irresponsible. It is creation. Where in your life can you bring in the symbols of abundance? Where can you add symbols of joy to your home, to your vehicle, to your daily routines? How can you add symbols of abundance and love to your work? How can you bring your heart in even more? How can you start getting to know yourself more? How can you go deeper into self-knowledge and self-celebration? Trade in the symbols of scarcity for the symbols of freedom, love, joy, and of course, money. All right, y'all. I will talk to you next episode. I'm sending you so much love. You've been listening to the Goddess Money Creation Podcast with Jude Hotep, the Goddess Money Coach. This podcast is all about soul, mission, mindset, and money. If you want to activate your goddess and wildcraft greater revenue, head on over to lifecoachjude.com. You can book a consult. We coach together to ignite clarity and strength and create more money by dissolving self-judgment and soul-suppressing inhibitions. Head on over to lifecoachjude.com. 